Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Marvin, for that powerful prayer. Do you feel God's presence in the house this morning? Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, as we look around, we, we see so many that are not with us this morning, but we're so grateful for all of you who've been so faithful to the house of God during these summer months and now into this beautiful time of the year when it's really tempting on a Sunday morning to just get out and go somewhere else. But you are here and we're just grateful, grateful, grateful for your presence. If you're here worshiping for the first time, I'm not sure I see any first time visitors, but we welcome all of you and we especially, for those of you who have been following us with our newsletter, my little message last Sunday is that in spite of the, uh, the lean summer months where so many people are away, the Lord has been blessing our church with new people and we're just so grateful to see them week in and week out. And we uh, want you to know we just appreciate you. You know who we are talking about. I'm tempted to start mentioning names, but if I forget someone, I will feel terrible. So I'm not going to do that, but you know who you are. And I'm, I'm looking over this congregation. It's amazing how many new people are with us. Actually, can I ask you to do this? If, if you're here new over the last few months, can you just stand and let our other church family see that you are new here and we're just so grateful to have you? Yes, 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 yes. Bless you, bless you. Wendy and Chad and Lisa and Billy and Deborah and Edgar and Gabriel and Joanna and Stephen and Jose. I got your names, bless you. It's great having you with us, part of our family. You may be seated. Amen. Well, are we ready to go online? We can't go online because we don't have the internet, okay? So those who are hoping to watch us by live web stream, hopefully they will tune in later because the message will be recorded and then posted after uh, we get back online. Well, as many of you know, the last time I preached was actually one whole month ago. And as your pastor and as one who has been called to preach, I take my responsibilities so Seriously, how can anyone stand behind this sacred desk and think that they could declare the word of the Lord apart from the unction and anointing of the Holy Spirit? The Apostle Paul said, who is sufficient for these things? And how humbling it is to consider that he would choose to speak through the likes of a clay pot. But the Apostle Paul said he does that so that the excellency of the glory may be of God and not of man. And I just want you to know that as I stand before you today, I recognize my inadequacy and my need for the power of the Holy Spirit to minister the word of God and I appreciate so much the intercessors who are in this house who I know are praying for me and the ministry of God's word. 
And so, Father, this morning I humble myself before you, acknowledge I am so needful of you. I am so needful of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. For I recognize today it's not by might, it is not by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. And so we want to hear your voice, not man's voice today. We want to hear your voice and we want to know what you are saying to the church. So anoint these lips of clay, anoint the ears of every listener in divine presence. We pray that your Holy Spirit would touch our hearts, that we might be quickened to hear and to obey, and that our feet would be swift to do the will of God for our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As I said, it was a month ago on September 5th, and here we are already in October, that I preached for the last time. And I again want to thank those of you who filled the pulpit uh, for me and how richly God continued to minister to our church family. But in September, I launched a mini sermon series that I only got to preach the first message on, on the promises of protection that we find in Psalm 91. When I preached that Sunday morning, little did I know that later in the week, Kathy and I would be hit with COVID. But I believe the Lord was preparing us and giving us Psalm 91 as the foundation upon which we were to live our lives in the coming days and weeks. And it's been my staple since then. Truly, it is rich manna for all of us who are traversing this earth on this pilgrim journey. God always has a word for his people in season, and especially during this pandemic. We know that Psalm 91 has been the go-to psalm as we get through this season, it's rich manna for our souls. Well, as we've been going through this time, I want you to know that I was challenged by one particular thought that I want you to consider with me today. And that is this, either as true disciples of God, we believe that this is the word of the Lord. And this word of God trumps everything and anything else that you will hear anywhere else. It must be the foundation for our very lives. Either the word of God is that, the final authority in our lives, because if we do not embrace that, when the storms of life come to assault us, we will flounder. We will fear. And so often we will end up in spiritual defeat. The choice is ours 
and that choice will determine whether we live and walk in victory and enjoy in spite of the circumstances or if we will be downcast and defeated. So with that as an introduction, I want to invite you again to turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 91. And hopefully this time we will be able to read it together because we're all reading from the New King James Version. Read with me. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And so this morning we pray that this written word would become a rhema, living word, to all of our hearts for the honor and the glory of the great name of Jesus. Verse 1, as we mentioned four weeks ago, is so critically important because it lays a foundation for the entire psalm. And in this verse, the psalmist calls that place of protection that God wants all of us to live in. It's in the shadow of the Almighty. I like this translation that says, they rest in the shadow 
of the Almighty. That paints a very beautiful picture for all of us. The storm is raging, but there is a place of peace. There is a place of rest. There is a place of security, and it's in the shadow of the Almighty. But the question is, how then do we as believers come to that place of resting beneath the shadow of the Almighty? Well, the answer to that question is also in verse 1. It is he who dwells in this secret place of the Most High. That is the one who shall rest and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We need to come to see this morning that those who rest beneath the shadow of the Almighty are those believers who have moved their residence to a permanent dwelling place. And that permanent dwelling place is the secret place of the Most High. I want to ask you this morning, are you living today in the secret place of the Most High? The psalmist says, he who dwells. That word in the Hebrew is yashab, and it means to sit down. It doesn't mean that you're going there for a mere visit. You are settling in. You are remaining. You are actually inhabiting that secret place. It becomes a permanent dwelling place. We can only come to dwell in the secret place as a conscious, intentional choice that each and every one of us must make. For all the promises that we have read in Psalm 91 that God has established to give to us is only for those who have chosen to remain in the secret place of the Most High and have made it their permanent dwelling place. For when they do, they have this promise, you are now under the shadow of the Almighty. Ha! What place better than that would any of us want to dwell in? The shadow of the, I'm covered by Almighty God. His shadow is my protection. His watch care is over my life. Nothing that happens to me can happen without his approval, without his yes, under the shadow of the Almighty. We recall that when this pandemic began, we were all strongly urged, encouraged, and even demanded, stay in your house. 
the real advice that we needed to hear stay in the secret place because if you stay in the secret place you will abide under the shadow of the most high god there's a secret place that God wants each and every one of us to experience and it behooves us to find it and therein to abide. That word secret in the Hebrew is sethar and it refers to a place that is actually hidden or concealed. That makes sense. That's why it's called a secret place. You know, there's a verse of scripture in Isaiah that might blow your mind, but it says this, that God hides himself. He hides himself in a secret place. Why does God hide himself there? Because he has determined that he will only be found by those who seek him. He will only be found by those who desire him. He will only be found by those who have set their hearts on a passionate pursuit after him. Do you recall that when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray in Matthew 6 6 he said these words but you when you pray enter your closet and when you have shut the door pray to your father who is in secret and I love this promise and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. God is found in the secret place. And do you know what that tells me? It tells me that I am required to cultivate a relationship with him. <clears throat> I'm required to cultivate a personal experience in God. Did you know that there is a deep place in us called our spirits that God has specifically designed to unite with him? And that's why the scripture says deep calls unto deep. The deep in our hearts is longing for only what God can provide. Sadly, so many understand the deep in their heart, but they don't recognize or acknowledge that this is found in Abba Father and in the secret place, not in the world, not in the pleasures of the world, not in any kind of sensual, sexual relationship, not in drugs or any of the paraphernalia that Satan would paint as something that would meet the deepest desire and longing of your heart. It's a lie. 
It's a lie. The devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. He comes as an angel of light. And those who do not have their hearts in discernment for the voice of God or the voice of the enemy will fall prey to the trap of the enemy. God is wanting us from the very depth of our heart to seek him who is in secret. Treasures take time to be found. They need to be unearthed. And I believe that God is looking for a people today who are willing to take the time to wait on him, who are willing to take the time to cultivate a relationship with him. He is not a Santa Claus who is interested in having a people who run to him just because they have some selfish personal need that they want to have met that James says only so that they can consume it upon their own lust. So it could fulfill their own desire. So it could satisfy their carnal nature. God's not, that's not who God is. He's interested in us coming into a deep relationship with him. The secret place is living in communion and in fellowship with God 24-7. Where do we get this idea that we come to church to meet with God and then on Monday morning, he's nowhere to be found? That's religion. Christianity is relationship. Christianity is that the Spirit of God dwells in us so that he might reveal Christ in us who is the hope of glory. Do we know that relationship where we withhold nothing from him? And when God sees that we withhold nothing from him, he will withhold nothing from us. Ha! <laughs> It's the heart that is without admixture that he will give his spirit without measure. And some of us are wondering, why can't I experience God on a deeper level? We need to examine our hearts. What else is in our heart? What else is in that deep place of our heart? That we are trying to assuage the, the, the longing and the craving that God says, only I could fill the deep place of our heart. Needs to cry out to the deep place of God's heart for an ever-deepening intimacy with him. You know, Jesus spoke of this deep place when he promised the giving of his spirit in John chapter 7. He said, for he knew that it is only by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we would be able to come to know the Father. Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the mediator that brings us to the Father, but it is the Holy Spirit in us that brings the revelation. Listen to what he said. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly. Now he's not talking about your digestive tract. He's talking about the deepest place of your heart. He's talking about the 
depth of your spirit that God comes in with his Holy Spirit. He said, from that place, there will flow rivers of living water. And then he explains that in the next verse. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But something glorious happened in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost when the 120 were gathered in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came in and not only touched their lips and caused them to speak in a new tongue, but went down into their belly. And out of their innermost being, there began to flow rivers of living water. That's the revelation of who Jesus is that he wants to pour into and out through our lives. And so it's the cry of the Holy Spirit today. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. But how can we draw near to God if we don't have a greater longing for God? I wonder how many are not in church today because their longing for God is not what it should be. Churches in America would be filled if people had a hunger for God. Instead, they have a hunger for a coffee clutch. But if for some reason they're not in the mood to have coffee and see smoke machines and performers doing their thing in a church service, then they opt to stay home. That's not what High Street Worship Center is all about. Jesus said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way and few there be that will find it. If you want a deeper place in God, it will only be found by a minority of people, and there is a remnant that God is calling to himself today who will forsake all, who will surrender all, who will give their lives totally to Jesus because they long for all that he has for them. They long to know the experience that from out of their innermost being, there will flow rivers of living water. They're willing to ignore the clock when they go into the secret place and spend time with God and they will linger in his presence until their hearts are softened and they know that they have met with God and they have found the treasure of their soul. You know, it's also important, I believe, that we cultivate relationships with those who are also after the heart of God. Thank you for that, amen. Did you know in the Song of Solomon, Shulamite asked, show me where you feed your flock. And King Solomon's response to her was, if you cannot find me, find those who have found me and allow their influence to shape your life.
sadly today, please don't get mad at me, but too many of us are allowing CNN or Fox News to shape our thinking. And we're living our lives based on what we've been hearing on the news. We're, we're glued to the news channels. And we're filling our minds instead of being renewed in the spirit of our mind by the word of God that has the power to change us and transform us. There's something that happens when we allow this word to enter into us. It's something that is diametrically opposed to what happens to us after we spend an hour in front of our favorite news channel. We're frustrated, we're angry, we're upset, we become despairing. How could this be going on in our country? How can our legislators be allowing this kind of mess? When Jesus is saying, I'm the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords, and you're looking to the elephant or the donkey, you need to set your gaze upon the lamb, for he is the only one who could set things in order. And as people of the kingdom, that's where we need to galvanize our gaze upon Jesus Christ. We must learn the secrets of the secret place. For when we do, we will be translated then to that place of resting beneath the shadow of the Almighty and being able to enjoy all of the promises that are given to us in Psalm 91. How wonderful it is, Christian friends, to know that as God's children, he has provided that special place for all of us to live in. That place to which we can run in our time of trouble. Psalm 27 and verse 5 says this, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. Where? In the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me and he shall set me high upon a rock. You know what Paul says in Colossians 3.3? 3? You have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's the secret place. It's Jesus. He's the rock of all ages. We, when we find him, we find ourselves safe in the cleft of the rock. And we are set upon him, a high rock that sits above the storms of life. And we live in peace and we live in safety. And Psalm 31 and verse 20 says this, You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. From the plots of man you shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. See that when we live in a relationship with God 24-7, then the promises, <laughs> we read them this morning, they become ours. You know, it's, pre it's pretty sad because there's been a great deception. There are so many church people 
who are saying, I read Psalm 91 every day. And they're claiming all of those problems, pro promises, and provisions, but they skipped over verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place, they are the ones that shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They are the ones who will be able to say, He is my refuge and my fortress. Huh. I love that. It is so personal. It is so personal. This Most High God, this Most High God, who is like unto thee, O Lord among the gods? There's no God like our God in all of heaven, in all of earth, or under the earth. He is the most high God. He is exalted over every situation, over every sickness, over every problem, over every mess that we might find ourselves in. And he is my refuge and my fortress and when covid hits in him i will trust and the psalmist says i will say of the lord i know i said this four weeks ago but it bears repeating if you do not declare the word of the Lord, you are missing out on the opportunity of allowing that word to become part and parcel of who you are and how you live your life. There's power in speaking the word of God out loud. After all, do you understand that's how we got saved? Paul is very clear in Romans 10.10. 10, With the heart one believes and is justified. And with the, with the, are you with me this morning? With the, that's better. With the mouth you open up your lips and you declare Jesus is Lord. And when you do, then you are saved. Saints of God, we need to awaken to the reality of the importance of our minds coming into alignment with the Word of God. I read this statement this week by F.F. Bosworth. I don't know if any of you ever heard of this general. He was one of the pioneers in the Pentecostal movement in the early 1900s. He said this, a spiritual law that few recognize is that our confession rules us. Some of you are confessing sickness all day and all night. Oh, these aches and these pains. Some of you are confessing depression and misery. Well, if something would go right in my life, then I could find something to praise the Lord for. But every time I, I turn around, something else goes wrong. That's your confession. You keep opening the door for Satan to pour in more doom and more gloom. Bosworth says, it is what we confess with our lips that really dominates our inner being. What are you confessing with your lips? 
That is what is controlling you today. Here's the next promise of protection. Look at verse 3. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. The psalmist is pointing to two threats in this verse. The threat from enemies. And he illustrates that by speaking about the fowler's snare. And then the terror of deadly disease. Pestilence. Plagues. I just want to back up for a second. He said, our deliverance will be from terror. You know, it's been often said, and it is so true, that more dangerous than this COVID pandemic has been this pandemic of fear that has gripped so many lives. Kathy and I were talking to our middle son who lives in South Carolina and he said, Dad, I couldn't believe the message our pastor preached last Sunday. The number of clinically depressed people in America is now through the roof. This clinical depression is not, oh, I just feel a little blue today. I just feel a little discouraged. This clinical depression is a serious, ongoing, depressed heart that only sees doom and gloom. These are the people that need to be medicated. And because of the great job that the mainstream media and the evil perpetrators have done in just broadcasting fear and more fear and more fear, and if you don't get the vaccine, and if you don't do this, and if you don't stay in your house, and if you don't wear your mask, and so people are shuddering in fear. Well, I could understand if they're not Christians, but if we're children of God, if we're abiding in the secret place of the Most High, then we're under the shadow of the Almighty. And we're living our lives in joy, we're living our lives in peace, and we're living our lives in victory. Where are you today, Christian friend? I believe we're just, we just need to stop there because we need to settle this question. Is God's word the truth? Can we stake our lives on this word? Can we believe it? Not 99%. You know, this is another staggering statistic that over this past decade, there are more and more, quote, Christians who no longer believe that this is the final, oh, this contains the word of God, but it's not all the word of God because, you know, there's some mistakes in here. Because if a person was created that way and they really understand that even though they have a male body, that in their psyche they're females, then that's how God created them. Well, what lie of the devil are they listening to? Would God create a male and then put in their mind, you're not a male, you're a female. And that's the thinking of the world. And if you don't agree with it, then you're canceled. And we better understand what's happening in our world today. We better understand they are on the lookout for finding those of us who say, this is the final authority, 
This is what I believe. This is my worldview. This is how I stake my life. Let God be true and every man a liar. They're coming after us. They're coming after us. But blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake because guess what? They're under the shadow of the Almighty. <laughs> They're under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father.